Welcome to Elisha Space Podcast, where we delve into the important topic of mental health and caregiving for those experiencing cognitive decline. Today, we are honored to have Debbie Bergio, a passionate advocate from Winter Grace Senior Ministries. Join us to share her expertise on how to provide support for your loved ones in need. In this episode, we will be exploring the challenges that come with being a caretaker, including the anxiety and stress that can accompany this role. Debbie will provide valuable insights and resources to help you create a plan to reduce these negative emotions and improve your overall well-being. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn how to better support yourself and your loved ones on this journey. Well, hello, audience of Elisha Space. I am just so happy that you guys are with me today. I am just so thrilled. And the reason why I am thrilled is because I have Debbie Bergio from Winter Grace Senior Ministries with us today. And what we're going to talk about is really not an easy topic to talk about. We are going to be talking about her journey regarding her loved one, who happens to be her father, and you'll hear her story, regarding what it's like to love and care for someone, what her story is regarding, you know, when you start to see someone who is maybe dealing with dementia or another type of cognitive decline, seeing that, walking them through that, and what it's like for you. And then we're also going to have a conversation around this nonprofit that she started called Winter Grace Senior Ministry. So I want to thank you for joining us today. I think you're absolutely amazing, which is why I asked you on my show. You were very, very kind. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Delighted to be here. So let me ask you, how did you get started with Winter Grace Senior Ministries? What was the journey that brought you there? Well, about, I'd say 14 years ago, my dad began a decline with Parkinson's disease with dementia. He mm-hmm. had macular degeneration. And my dad was this larger than life to me, you know, it's like big six, two and a half man, broad shoulders, loud voice. Sounds larger than life. Yeah. And um, I mean, he was, I was daddy's girl and I'm the youngest, I'm the, the baby. And we were always really close. And I believe with all my heart that my mother and sister and I cared for him very well, but we didn't know what we didn't know. We didn't know what the right steps were, timing, like when we needed more help. Or And my mom was determined to keep him home as long as possible. And she did, probably longer than she should have. But we had a wonderful aide who was there all the time. Absolutely amazing woman. So I'm an ordained deacon in the Global Methodist Church. And so the church is a very important part of my life. Mm-hmm. And our pastor was fantastic, spiritually, supporting me through this journey. And at the same time, more towards the end of my dad's life, we were at our church. We were having a vision, visioning meeting. What do we see ourselves doing five or 10 years from now? And we talked a lot about the grain of the population in general, the grain of congregations and the amazing contributions these people have made all their lives to their churches and the community. But now it was time to care for them, nurture these folks. Mm -hmm. And we went in a different direction in our hiring decision hired a wonderful youth pastor. She's amazing. But I was like, oh my gosh, we need to do something about this. So the timing with my dad's decline and this vision meeting, 
it was less than a month after the vision meeting that my dad actually passed away. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. He'll be 10 years, April 1st mm -hmm. of 2023. So at any rate, I was like, wait a minute, I need to do this. So my pastor was great spiritually, but I would, at the same time, I would love for him to hand me a card or a brochure and say, call these people. They can help you with all the logistics. Mm -hmm. And I looked for that and I couldn't find what I was looking for. You know, I didn't even know what kind of help we needed. Mm -hmm. And so that started my journey. The, all these things kind of came together at the same time. Thanks to God for that, because God's timing is perfect. Might not be our timing, but it's God's timing, so it's perfect. Right. And so that led me back to, I had started seminary in the early 2000s and had stopped because life happens. And led me back to going back to seminary, finishing my degree, going through the ordination process, and just bring, trying to bring it all together. So I spent... Winter Grace Senior Ministries has been officially around for five and a half years. And about a year, the year before that planning, what might it look like? And it helped me because I was determined that I wanted to educate, educate, educate. I was a teacher. And so I want people to not be caught in a crisis. Mm -hmm. I know there was one day my sister and I, we divided a list of six assistant livings between the two of us, went and visited, met. We both realized dad was way past assistant living. Mm. But I didn't know then that there are people who have already done and done all the research and are placement specialists. Right. And you can call them and meet with them and tell them your situation, where you live, what's important, your financial situation. And they can say, oh, look at these three places. I didn't know that then. Mm -hmm. I want others to know that so they don't have that stress. Right. And so that's how Winter Grace really came, came about, just trying to meet as many resource providers as I could in all areas. I learned about things like daily money managers mm. that come to your home. They'll do your bills. They'll sort through your mail. Not daily, but I mean, they, I mean, they could come daily, but on a weekly or every other week basis and take care of that task for someone who isn't able to take care of that task anymore. Wow. You know, just learning those kinds of things that were news to me and mm -hmm. I wanted to share. And also I wanted to, Winter Grace also is about building up older adult ministries and making potlucks are fun and circle, lady circles are fun, mm -hmm. but there's so much more that we can do. Right. And I have a holistic approach to health and wellness and bringing that in. And so it just kind of snowballed, <laughs> I guess. I've noticed that a lot of times um, churches either are more stronger with youth in youth ministries. Mm -hmm. Or they're stronger with the older adult populations. But I haven't yet to see a balance. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you try to bring a balance to that. Yes, yes. And I, I, I hope to. I mean, I, that's my hope that I have. And the intergenerational activity is amazing, right. especially in our mobile society. So many people live away from grandparents or they live away from their grandchildren. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So why can't we adopt a grandparent, adopt a grandchild within a congregation? That. Right, yeah. You know, and just you know, things like that to bring relationships and support older adults. That's just been my mission. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. I think that it's it's an amazing mission. What are some practical tips you would share with someone who's had a loved one who's been experiencing cognitive decline? What, what are some things you would say to someone who's dealing with a similar situation? Well, I know it, it's really distressing for a child or grandchild of someone who is experiencing that. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's the interactions can be very hard because you're having the same conversation five or 10 times in a very short period of time. It's like, you want to say, I told you this, right. but you can't do that. 
Um, I mean, you can, but it's not helpful. It's not going to help your loved one. It's not going to help you feel better in the long run. Right. And it's hard just to say, you know, just keep having that conversation, you know, just be there to support them. And if they tell the same story or what I found that I think a lot of people, if you find a story that they really love and someone's getting agitated or upset, Mm -hmm. see, you know, mom, I was thinking about that time when you said that dad did this. You know, something that she, a good story to bring those memories back. Because a lot of time with cognitive decline, I mean, we can have short-term memory loss, but the older memories are completely intact. Okay. If someone's loved music, I don't know if you've noticed this, Elisha, that mm-hmm. people can be very late stages of dementia, but the songs they are come still back there. Up. They are still there. You brought something up that I think is very, very important that, I think the audience who may be dealing with this needs to hear that someone who is in a place of cognitive decline, of course, it depends on where they're at, of course, but someone who's in that situation, the short-term memory is one thing, but the long-term memories, they can recall better. So if you go into that place of reminding them a good memory, maybe a nourishing memory, Not a negative one, because sometimes they can become volatile (laughs) with their words and with their with how they respond to things. So and physically as well. So reminding them of that can readjust them to the situation. You know, even if it's something like let's go through the door and they don't want to go through the door because they don't remember you. Then you give them a memory, then they may remember that better. And then also, too, with music, I'm a big advocate with music because cognitively the connections with music helps to, I almost want to say, call it like it's like a spark plug sometimes with music, Mm -hmm. you know, within Mm -hmm. the brain. Absolutely. So I also, you know, if you play some music and I would, wouldn't you suggest maybe playing some music from that they'd enjoy in their time, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what was some of the music and what was some of the things you played with for your dad? Oh, gosh. Well, my dad, well, my mom was more of a music person Mm. and she also experienced some cognitive decline before she passed. Okay. My dad, if I were playing music for him, it would have been the University of Maryland fight song. It would have been the Colts, (laughs) you know, something about the Colts, you know, those kinds of things. Okay. Because that's him. He was a huge sports fan. Okay. But mom, it was more like their song was always... And oh. you know, something like that. And she loved church music too. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of old hymns really can help a, a lot of people too. Um, right. But yeah, absolutely. Memory music from their era. Okay. Like I'm, I say, I'm like, I'm a kid of the eighties and mm-hmm. I was born in 66, but anyway, I'm a kid of the eighties, but I have older brother and sister. So a lot of music I really love is from the seventies. Right. So right. that might be the music that I will get my kids. I'll, I should tell them. After this, right? Well, I plan as we're talking. Music. I was thinking about telling my kids about ML, you know, Michael Jackson. Yeah, you yeah. must definitely play Michael Jackson for me. Yeah. I want the Eagles. I want Phil Collins. Right. I want you know Chicago. I want you know, sort of, yeah. Okay. No, this is a good. This is good planning. But so yeah, I also want to encourage those who are experiencing this with their loved ones. Right. Is to give yourself grace too. Right. Um, Absolutely. You know, because it is upsetting. It's 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 frustrating. It's upsetting. And even if this person is still alive, you're you are grieving a loss already. And grief doesn't just happen when someone passes. It it happens when you have losses. I think if you give yourself, wow, maybe I'm grieving 
this relationship that's changing mm-hmm. and what I had, I don't have anymore. And mm-hmm. so I've just, you know, to give yourself grace and care for yourself too, while you're caring for your Absolutely. loved one. How did you give yourself grace? How did you show love to you mm-hmm. during this time? I don't know if I did such a great job of it, but my sister and I are super close. Mm-hmm. And so after we would be with mom and dad or just dad, if we went out to lunch or we just took some time away, maybe go get a pedicure and sit there and laugh and giggle. Mm-hmm. And you just, you know, pick out what your favorite things. If you love the walk, go for walks. If you love the beach, I always recommend sitting by the ocean because that's mm-hmm. my most favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But for me, hanging out with my kids... Right. Doing some fun things, maybe, you know, watch some Netflix. Right. May have done that a bit, that kind of thing. But just, you know, just doesn't have to be big. Mm-hmm. Some people can talk about self-care, what's self-care, what's selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that spectrum there. But it's just so important to care for yourself while you're caring for someone else. Well, let's touch on that whole self-care versus selfish, because I'm big on self-care. I think that, especially when you're in the role of a caregiver, which... A lot of times people are when they're caring for a parent. First of all, in most situations, you're sandwiched because you have a family, mm-hmm. your own family. I'm talking about, you know, your people in your home. And then you also have your parents. Mm-hmm. And it's a difficult thing to see the decline of your parent because it's like the role shifts. And it's like you're watching your parent become, to a degree, a child, and you're becoming the parent. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing. Absolutely. So I think that most caregivers kind of beat themselves up a little bit when it comes to Mm self-care and showing grace for themselves Mm -hmm. because they think that they're being selfish. And I use this scripture... I use the scripture in my counseling sessions and I use the scripture when I do talks and I talk about how that passage of scripture where Jesus says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Most people don't have a problem with that. But the second commandment is this, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So it's very difficult to pour out to other people if you're not taking out the time to take care of yourself. I think it becomes a selfish thing when it becomes a heart issue type of thing where you are causing others to have decline because you're taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not referring to having boundaries and all those things because I'm a big advocate about boundaries. God has boundaries. Thank God for boundaries Mm -hmm. or else there would be all land or there would be all water. You know, the land separates the water and we have rivers, we have oceans, we have lakes, we have mountains. We need boundaries. He's shown us the importance of boundaries just in our geography. So it's okay to have boundaries. But I think it is so, so, so important to be taking out the time to show love and care for yourself. Because if you don't care for yourself, it's going to be very difficult to show care for others. So I'm off my soapbox. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it's just like the airplane oxygen mask. Exactly. Analogy. You have to give yourself oxygen before you can care for someone else. Cause if you don't do it for yourself, then you're not going to be able to care for the other person. Right. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So I really think, especially in this situation, when you're dealing with a parent, because usually it's one person, if you have multiple siblings, it's one person who's the primary care Mm -hmm. and then they're rallying everyone else. And even that is exhausting too. Mm -hmm. So were you pretty much the primary care and you were rallying people as well? Uh, No, I, I, can't take okay my sister and I really acted as a team that's Um, great it is so we were really blessed by a caregiver who by the grace of God ended up with us and she was turned out with my mom and my mom's last year's needed 24 7 Mm -hmm. and she arranged all of that that's so we were amazingly blessed by a lady named Gina so no I wasn't the primary care okay number one on the one or two on the phone list when of course needed right so now, did you have any like self doubt or fears or anything when you were going through this with your mom and your dad? Oh, what kind of things did you experience, and how did you absolutely move from that? Just you know, like, are we doing enough? Mm. This is the right place. This is the right time. Trying to make sure all the medical care was right. Mm-hmm. So it's you know just a lot of prayer talking with a small group of really great friends Mm -hmm. uh, who were supportive and encouraging. I encourage anyone that's going to be a caregiver to look for caregiver support groups. Right. Where we live is is rich with caregiving support through the county agencies, but I would suggest looking into your county office and aging, Mm -hmm. what might be available, and respite care. It's really okay. There are locations where you can have respite care. You need a weekend apart from your loved one if you are on the daily taking care of them because it is exhausting. Right. Like I say it can be exhausting and frustrating and worrisome, but at the same time, you want to care for your loved one. I appreciate you coming and, and talking about this difficult topic, you know, because we're in the office together and I can see how much you loved both of them. Mm-hmm how much you cared for both of them, you know, so I appreciate you coming out and being vulnerable. Thank you. I I'm so glad to be able to share because it's that this ministry has grown out of that. And now I'm with an organization that is about aging in place and as well as living your best life as long as possible, where you live and supporting older adults. And so I'm just thankful to be here. Winter Grace, could you share some of the resources for the audience we most of our listeners are in the DMV area, okay. So they may want to learn more a little bit about you. What what can they do if they would like to? Well, our website, can share our website was uh, wintergrace.org. dot mm-hmm. and um, we have resource providers, a community resource center there. We have articles about older adult living and living well and living strong, and also support. There are devotions there. We have a library. Well, we do our resource fairs mm-hmm. and we started in 2019, spring of 2019 with our first resource fair, which was in person and had about 25 resource providers. Mm-hmm. And then when 2020 came, we were going to do another spring resource fair mm-hmm. and learned, you know, middle beginning of March, I was up all night coughing. I think my husband and I both had COVID before it was, I say before it was cool, mm-hmm. uh, before <laughs> testing. Um, and I thought, we're not going to be able to do this in May. Mm-hmm. And so we've gone to a virtual format. And we've done six, seven virtual resource fairs. We are going back in person, end of April and the end of May, one in Serena Park and one in 
Columbia, mm-hmm. but we're combining it. We're having an in-person event with two weeks of virtual around it. So you can visit all of the resource providers online or come and see us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would invite everyone to come to the website and check the directions and times and everything. We have a resource directory that we put together of our nonprofits, government agencies, businesses, even individuals in our area. Mm-hmm. But our library on our website, we have authors, health coaches, the director of UMBC, the director of their uh, gerontology mm-hmm. program on there, just with tips and hints and guidance and resources. And is there a phone number or anything they could call if they wanted to? Sure. Our phone number is 443 443- Eight three two three eight zero five, and I can be emailed at debbie at wintergrace.org. Okay, D E B B I E at wintergrace.org, and wintergrace is spelled W I N T E R G R A C E, all one word, dot org. Been doing this a while, so <laughs> <laughs> yep, all one word. Okay, yeah, fantastic. And what are your needs for the ministry that maybe someone wants to volunteer? Or give something? Oh my goodness, I hadn't thought about that. Of course, donations are always more than welcome. We have a place on the website that that can be done. If someone has had a great experience with a company or a service provider, we'd love to hear about that so we could reach out and learn more. Um, I said the first two and a half, three years was all meeting new people. Mm-hmm. It's been really warming to my soul to meet amazing people. I'm part of two networking organizations and I will, you know, COGS is one in Howard County. Right. Senior provider group is in Anne Arundel County. I have met the most genuinely nice, passionate, kind people who are serving older adults because I know I'm passionate about it, but to find others that feel the same way is very, it's just affirming. It is very affirming. As a matter of fact, one of the first things I said to Debbie when she came in, because we were just kind of chit-chatting as we were getting set up in my office, is one of the things that we talked about was, I said, I love working with people who see the things that they do as their mission, as their, it's something that they love because it provides a different level of care. You know, mm-hmm. it does. It, it absolutely does. It nourishes you while you're nourishing others, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, um, and that's the kind of person I think, even though we've met briefly, I just connected with her so well. That was one of the things that I really connected with you about because I don't do what I do just to do it. This is right. where my heart is at. Right. Oh, I absolutely. I can you know see that yeah. about you as well in our conversations on the phone. Right. Yeah. Just, just learned that. So now being with Winter Grace and now the village in Howard, it's just, you know, other ways to serve and reach a wider community and just promote the importance of, I mean, we're taught to honor our mother and father. And, yes, yeah, so, absolutely. And that's actually what, how I see this, but go ahead. Yeah. It's, and very thankful to be able to be living that out in a professional way, but it's a, it's a vocation. It's a passion. And, mm-hmm. and there's so many people audience too, that don't know that there are resources out there. Oh, absolutely. Some of your connections, are they a combination of private pay as well as those who maybe are insurance and Medicaid, Medicare as well? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. A, a whole combination of those. And you know, being able to connect, if someone calls and I can't find this, I'm going to do what I can to connect you with a few different people to help you on that. I mean, I certainly don't have all the answers, but I have the resources to point you in the right direction of an answer. Okay. Um, okay. If I, if I can't say, well, call this, these three people, these three people, I will make sure we can get you connected. Well, Debbie, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. I want to thank you for being a part of 
the space of Elisha's space. I appreciate that. Mm. Um, you are welcome to come again for, for further collaborations as well. I'd be delighted. One more question before I close out. I'm sorry, because this podcast goes nationwide. In some places, it goes international as well. Are you able to provide resources to others on a nationwide level, or is it more regional to the DMV area? We are more regional to the DMV area. However, I also working with a foundation, the James Houston Center. We're working on establishing a nationwide network of senior adult ministries. Okay. It's in its infancy, but that is a big passion to connect senior ministries well across the state. That's what Winter Grace is also working on. Because what we don't want to reinvent the wheel. If somebody is doing something fabulously in Hagerstown or Dover or Richmond, we want to know about it and share that. Mm-hmm. And also share what doesn't work <laughs> and you know, develop that kind of network. So there are ways to connect with people all across the country as well. So what I hear you saying is that if someone perhaps has of loved one in Florida, and I don't know why I said Florida, but Florida. That sounds like a wonderful place to yeah. <laughs> Um they can just reach out to you and you can do your best to connect them with a resource in Florida through this other organization. I will certainly do my best. Okay. So don't let that stop you. Yep. You know, let that be still a resource for you. And can I say, if if people know of wonderful resources in Florida or Texas or whatever, let me know. Yeah. Because I'd love to connect with them, learn, learn from them and build this network. Right. Because if anything, they could also be part of the directory. They could, mm-hmm. you know, there's other Absolutely. things they could be a part of. So, all right. So Debbie, thank you for joining us on the show. It has been a true pleasure. Audience, I thank you for taking your time out to listen to the show. I hope this was a resource for you. I hope that you got some clarification on some things. I hope that you felt encouraged and supported regarding this, because this is a very, very difficult topic. It's a very difficult thing. And and it's not something you can really address well. I might have to do a series on this within a 30-minute time span, but I hope there was something anything, even if it was just a snippet that you got that that helped you within your own healing journey and that which you could apply to your loved one and theirs. In everything that you do, I hope that you have greater peace and greater healing as you move forward in your healing journey. You all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll subscribe so we can keep the conversation going. If you love the show, consider becoming a subscriber for $9.99 a month to hear episodes ad-free. Now go move forward in your healing journey.